Please be seated. <clears throat> so every year on this day, I'm struck by the strange contradiction that we read Jesus' words telling us not to disfigure our faces when we fast, and then we disfigure our faces with ashes to begin our Lenten fast. One thing we need to bear in mind, though, as we remember Jesus' words and prepare ourselves for a holy Lent, and that is that Jesus' teaching in this passage is not about actions, it's about motives. The problem, after all, is not fasting, but making a show of it, trying to impress others by a visible display of holiness. Look at me, I'm fasting and you're not. This was certainly not the problem when our ancestors created the ashes ritual to march, mark the beginning of Lent. The ashes on the forehead were a sign of solidarity, not of being set apart, because after all, everyone was fasting. But things are as different for us now from that time as that time was different from Jesus' day. Lenten fasting is seldom practiced even among those who do bear the ashen cross on their forehead today. And Ash Wednesday and Lent are not a part of the tradition of every Christian denomination. Without a clear common practice, you must decide for yourself how to live into Jesus' teaching. Wash the ashes off when you leave here or wear them as a personal reminder or as an evangelical tool for the ashes can be a spur not to boasting, but to real conversation about your faith with others. Whatever you decide to do, though, don't forget the fast. Jesus is all for fasting as a spiritual discipline, as long as it is that and not an exercise in self-aggrandizement. So just why do we fast? Lent, we are told, is a time set aside for self-examination and repentance, prayer, fasting and self-denial, and reading and meditating on scripture. At the time that Christians began to observe Lent, it was one fast in a whole cycle of feasting and fasting. The greatest fast, to be sure, in pre preparation for the greatest feast. But fasting was once a regular part of people's lives and understood to be part of the rhythm of the year the self-discipline that enabled us to fully enjoy the feasts that always followed the fasts. Nowadays, not only is fasting unusual and self-denial countercultural, but neither do we celebrate the feasts as thoroughly as our ancestors did. American Christians tend to celebrate New Year's Eve and Super Bowl Sunday with more abandon than we celebrate Easter. And we lack the stamina to keep up the Easter celebration for the entire 50 days that it lasts. So let me say a couple of things about fasting. Our ancestors knew that there were lots of degrees of fasting and they all had value. They observed meat fasts, cheese fasts, oil fasts. Starvation, you see, was never the goal. In fasting, you give up something you are entitled to enjoy to remind yourself that both the enjoyment and the thing that you enjoy are gifts from God and to help you enjoy it more fully 
when the fast is over. We don't fast from things that we should give up anyway, things that harm us or others, for instance, or from things that are sinful. We just give those things up as soon as we become aware that we should. Fasting from injustice, as Isaiah puts it, is a lifetime fast, not a Lenten discipline. Never give up something for Lent that God couldn't bless you for joyfully taking up again to celebrate Easter. Imagine celebrating the resurrection by returning to, say, feuding with your neighbor or polluting the environment. It just makes no sense. So two things to bear in mind as you construct a Lenten discipline for yourself this year. On the one hand, think about giving up for a while something that you want to appreciate more fully as a gift from God. Something you take for granted, say. Or something you want to better understand how it fits in your life. It could be some kind of food to be sure, but it could also be something you do. Driving or posting on social media or sleeping in. And you don't have to give it up altogether, just reconsider and reshape its place in your life. And second, always remember that we fast from things that we are entitled to the free enjoyment of. So take some time during Lent to consider whether all of the things that you currently have the free enjoyment of, you're actually entitled to enjoy. And if you discover that in some ways you are taking more than your share or enjoying things, the enjoyment of which belongs by right to others, then maybe as you leave behind your Lenten discipline for the richness of the Easter celebration, you might consider giving those unmerited pleasures up for Easter so that others may enjoy them fully. Amen. <laughs>